Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast, Your Life Today. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all you fun listeners and everyone in between. From the listeners to the people to the talkers and everyone in between. I know I keep saying that over and over, but guess what? Today is Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. Now, why am I doing a podcast on a Thursday? Well, because (laughs) there's a number one reason. It's Thanksgiving! Actually, that's not the number one reason. The number one reason is this past Tuesday was my Lazy Panda's birthday, so I was all concerned about trying to make sure that that was together in terms of setting up the decorations and getting her the uh, her gifts and getting her a cake and, you know, things and, and things like that. And yesterday, I worked a lot of overtime. I had a family emergency, and I had to take care of it. I had to ensure that my family member was okay. I don't want to get into complete details, but... She's all right now, so thank God for that. And I had to work a lot of overtime because I came late to work. So, you know, there was a lot of going on with that. And we also had other family members visit the house. It's one thing about November, especially when it comes to, like, around the holiday season, when you really want some alone time or you really want some downtime to just be on your own, you never ever get used to it. Because there's always some family obligation that you have to fulfill. And there's nothing, you know, to some people, to each their own. To each their own. There's there's really nothing wrong with that. But it's one of those moments where everything is just happening so quickly. And you're like, God damn, just let me breathe. Just let me, let me just do my thing. Let me, let me just be alone for a while. And I could be saying this because I'm heavily, heavily introverted. So... I always like to keep to myself as best I can. And it takes me a while for me to put myself out there, as you can see, when it comes to other things. But I'm trying to get around that. And I'm trying to see if I can make a balance that is not only for, you know, families and friends, but for myself and everything else. So I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but it's it's a work in progress. That's, That's the best that I can say. It's a work in progress. Nevertheless, we're here today. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. As you guys may or may not know, I will give a reminder. Tomorrow morning, I am off to Puerto Rico for about a good 10 days. So I most likely will not return doing another episode. It's it's basically going to be a vacation that I've been looking forward to for a while. I won't be returning to the podcast until after the 5th. So basically, I will be returning the 5th of December and the 6th is on a Monday, which means I won't be coming back on the podcast December 7th. I know, I know. It it, it sucks that I keep on disappearing like this, but hey, it's something, like I said, I've been looking forward to for a while and it's something that I really, really want to do because the last thing I want to do is feel mentally and physically burned out with so so much that's going on in my life. And it's one of those moments where I really, really want to take a break. So there is that. But we're here. 
It is the last episode before I leave. So let's try to set this off. Not with a bang, not with a whimper, but a jolly old good old time. Or whatever people say nowadays. Once again, happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. I hope you are eating some delicious turkey, some yams, or potatoes, or cooking, or whatever the hell you guys are doing. I'm sorry if I'm feeling a little wheezy or a little out of breath because I just finished eating two meals, like two big meals today, and I don't know if I can even make it for dinner, and it's... I think I overdid it and I'm trying my best to see if I can like make some room and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out, guys. I'm I I can't have all this food anymore. I got to go back on my diet. I I'm, I'm such a fat fuck. I need to go back on my diet. Oh my goodness. You know, it's it I I just feel bloated. I just feel uh just uh. And I'm going on vacation too and I want to look my best and I just feel sluggish. I just feel uh but that's neither here nor there. Hopefully, you know, by the time I come back, I'll be on my diet shit. You know, do my superhero workouts. Get, get ripped. Work like a Saiyan. A Super Saiyan. You know what I mean? Ah, you know, I don't know what I mean. Any case, we are back on the podcast. And now today, as I mentioned on Twitter yesterday, we will talk our re-review of the amazing Spider-Man 1. This is Mark Webb's Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield taking front stage and everything else that goes on. And do you remember the last episode where I did say that there was a roller coaster when it comes to the Spider-Man films where, you know, rising up is Spider-Man 1 at the tipping at the tipping point, you got the climax Spider-Man 2. Then when it goes downhill, you go Spider-Man 3. Well, let's just say this roller coaster it keeps on going downhill because although there was a cluster with Spider-Man 3 this movie is kind of worse a little bit kind of a little kind of a little bit worse a little bit but before we get to that main event of the evening I did see the first two episodes of a Hawkeye no spoilers no spoilers so if you haven't seen it already don't worry I'm not gonna spoil anything you know I was thinking about waiting until all of the episodes actually concluded so then I talk about it. But considering that it's Marvel and it's also part of the MCU, and let's face it, I've been looking forward to Hawkeye for a while because he is one of my favorite Avengers. Why not talk about it? Why not talk about it? And see where we go and see what the show is going to look forward to for these weeks to come. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first... Like we always do about this time. Let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And once again, once again, I want to give a major shout out to all of you. The listeners, the people, the people out there. Once again, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Happy Thanksgiving. The day to give thanks to the things that you have. Um, If I want to share a little bit of a personal thing, I am thankful for where I am right now in my life with me having a new job with me even though I resented the idea of me moving into a new place so soon and I wasn't comfortable with it at first I adapted I overcame and now I am far better off hopefully in my voiceover not I wouldn't say far better off but I I'm more in tune with my passion of doing voiceover 
you know, because for this past year, I was still struggling. I was still trying to get and trying to get together, trying to find my voice, trying to find my brand and things like that. And in just a short amount of time, I believed I fast forward through so much in terms of branding and marketing and everything else that goes on. Yes, there's still a lot of work for me to be done and the journey is far from over. And I don't think the journey will ever be over. And I don't want the journey to be over. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still doing the damn thing. I'm still inspired. I'm still learning new things. And I hope you are too. And if it's not voiceover, if you're not doing voiceover, hopefully you're doing something else. Because one thing that this pandemic has actually taught us is the fact that we have to keep on going no matter what it takes. No matter what it takes, we got to keep on going. We should not let anything stop us no matter what. So whether it's dancing, singing, writing, um, if, if you're a video uh, creator, if, you are, if you're a podcaster like me, or if you want to do anything in terms of your job, your career, your life. Anything that inspires you for you to keep on going, just keep on hitting, keep on hitting that motherfucker till the wheels fall off. And if the wheels fall off, put some new wheels on and just keep on going. Hopefully that's my inspirational thing that I can, you know, share my wisdom with you guys. I really hope that's the case. But like I said, it's the day to give thanks and I'm thankful to be in this position where I am. And maybe you can let me know what you're thankful for. I would love to hear it. I would love to maybe get you on and we can talk about it and you can tell me your personal stories. And if you don't want it on the air, if you don't want anybody else to hear it and you just need a friend, you just want someone, if you don't have family members and you just want someone to be there with you, for you, if you just need someone to listen, hey, I'm here. So don't be afraid. Like, I can be your best friend. So don't don't think for one second that I don't have a set of ears for me to listen to what you're going through. Because it's hard sometimes. It really is. But don't ever give up on yourself. Don't ever give up on your dream. If you have to postpone it or put aside to it for personal obligations, I understand. I'm just saying, don't ever stop. There's a reason why my motto is ever upward. We keep going up and we upgrade to the max. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our Hawkeye review. Our Hawkeye review, the first two episodes. That starts right in a bit. Hawkeye has finally made his debut, not the character, but the show himself on Disney+. And we've been waiting a while for this show to even take place, especially with a lot of diehard Hawkeye fans, myself included. And we kind of knew from the trailer that maybe this was going to be something special, something that we haven't seen in a while. But something that we could also look forward to in terms of a new hero making her debut. In this case, it's one of the biggest fan favorites ever in comic book history, Kate Bishop. Right out of the bat, with it being like a Christmassy type of a movie, uh, I was about to say movie, a very Christmassy type of a show, 
something about, you know, getting together and family and sticking together and looking out for one of looking out for one another. You would think that the show actually set off with a very, very good bang, so to speak. But yet, when you watch the show, you can tell that it's definitely a very, very slow starter. It, it started off pretty, pretty slow, which is not uncommon when it comes to new shows. Sometimes it takes around two to three episodes in order to get things rolling. But with Hawkeye, a character that we've known for over 10 years now, and another character that a lot of comics, whether you're diehard or hardcore, would know about, especially when she's been debuted to us from the Marvel's Avengers game, it's one of those moments where I'm like, okay, let's get the show on the road, whatever's going on, let's let's just go, let's just go. And it's definitely a slow start to say the least. For one thing, you have these characters, and like I said, no spoilers, but you have these characters, and at some point they're going to intersect with each other, and I guess it was a given that these characters have no chemistry with each other yet. Yet. But then, when you watch the show, you're then reminded that the MCU is heading to a direction that these characters, the former Avengers, and when I say former, I mean, I I can't say former Avengers, let me rephrase, the former original members, the original six, in terms of Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, and the others, that they're passing down their torch. They're passing down the torch to the next generation of heroes that is going to come for the future. And if you truly think about it, we've kind of had that with the past few seasons and with the past few shows that we've already had, especially with the uh, last few films. Iron Man uh, is passing down the torch to Spider-Man. Black Widow passed the torch to uh, Yelena. You got Thor that's going to be passing down his torch to Lady Thor. And now you have Hawkeye that is most likely going to pass the torch down to Kate Bishop. And when you watch the show, you can tell that there is definitely a lot of family dynamic, especially when it comes to Kate Bishop's personal family. Now, I don't know too much about all of the villains that happens within the show that will be appearing later on down the line. And when I say all the villains, I mean, there's this one particular villain that you can just tell that something is not right with him. But then you look at another character where there's something not right with her. And it's, it's, it's one of those moments where it's like, hmm... Is she the villain or is it way too on the nose? Especially with the bold color of red that she keeps on portraying. Now, I don't know if that's a colorful dynamic choice. I know colors is not something that I talk about rarely. But with her displaying the color of red, and red is in terms of representing passion, fire, and power. And you can tell that the Bishop family is on top tier In terms of security or even not security, social status. There's there was like little details that really that I picked up on at some point in around the first or even even the first half of the second episode. But that's neither here nor there. Hawkeye's return. 
And you can tell that, for one thing, I loved a certain detail that they gave back to this character. Especially with the amount of trauma that he's been through from the movies all the way till now. There is a little hint of him actually having his hearing aid. And I actually like that detail because he did lose his hearing at some point in the comics. So I really, really enjoyed that detail. I really, I'm glad that they put that back in. But you can also tell that right away he basically goes into retirement. And now something happened for him to come back out of retirement. And then their paths in terms of Hawkeye, Clint Barton, and Kate Bishop to intersect with each other again. And... Kate Bishop does, it's a little bit unfocused for me to say that she took the lead in terms of the first two episodes so far, because it's still early, but you would think that for a show to be only six episodes that runs for about 45 minutes, you would think that everything should start picking up literally after the first episode. And in a way, it kind of does. But again, it's really hard for me to describe all of this without giving any spoilers away. I think that this show, especially with everything that went on behind the scenes, especially when it came to COVID and when it came to the production layups and everything else, they're really establishing and trying to build the chemistry between Clint Barton and Kate Bishop because clearly Kate Bishop is the successor of Clint Barton and they want to establish those characters first. They want to establish the relationship first and that usually didn't get picked up until like almost the second half of the second episode. And even by then they were never really established. Kate Bishop takes the lead. And you can tell that she's holding her own. She's she's actually a phenomenal fighter. Holy shit, does she kick ass. And she actually earned her place in terms of actually being maybe a future Avenger. Because of something that traumatic that happened in her past that actually pushed her to be where she is now. So I, I give the show tons of praise for that. Because usually... A lot of heroes that we've seen, whether they're young or old or whatever, gets handed certain opportunities or gets handed certain abilities. But this character actually earned everything on her own. And it's pretty clear that towards the ending of the two episodes that she desperately wants Hawkeye's either approval or partnership or some kind of some kind of affection. Not love affection, but some kind of affection where they can work together while Hawkeye pays her no mind whatsoever. And you would think that with the character that's been through so much, especially losing his best friend in terms of Natasha, you would think that he would be a little bit more open to not only helping, but to also accept her and maybe show her the ropes a little bit more. To maybe, you know... um get her to uh, accept the way how things are in terms of taking her under his wing. But he's more cold to her than ever. And I get it. This is just a stranger. They just met. And she's getting into a lot of trouble. And now he has to do what he can to not only help her, but to help any anybody else that is associated with a particular thing that happened in his past. 
I just thought that the two episodes would have pushed things along quickly, you know? Especially with it only being six episodes, now is the time to, like, start get things going. But it's still hard for me to, like, truly back up in terms of what it is that they're doing. You know what I mean? Especially with this being a theme about Christmas and family and bringing things together and giving back and passing on and things like that. So, the small details in terms of him missing Natasha, um, him trying to bury his past when his past is coming back to haunt him and you know what I mean especially we've already seen it in the trailer especially that has something to do with Ronan you kind of feel for him but at the same time you kind of want their relationship to be established a little bit more you know especially when it comes to it's hard for me to again it's hard for me to explain without spoiling anything but Overall, I do like where the episodes are going so far. I do like the inclusion. They've already included Echo in late in the second episode. Very, very late in the second episode. So they've already included Echo. And I'm interested now to see where she goes from here. You know, I'm also interested to see where Yelena is going to fit into all this. And it's not really a spoiler because we've already seen this through the Black Widow ending, the end credit scene of, you know, Black Widow. And there's already been confirmation that they're going to meet with each other at some point. Where and when, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. I really wish they do a little bit more of a training montage with Kate Bishop actually learning the bow and arrows with learning the her archery skills instead of just us seeing credits. I feel like that was a little bit of a cheap shot. Also, I like the dog. I kind of wish the dog would do a little bit more, but that's just me being nitpicky. Overall, it's still early for us to judge how these episodes are. Is Kate Bishop the perfect sidekick to Hawkeye? I kind of want to say no, but it seems like they're going into that direction. And like I said, it's pretty clear that they're establishing that this will be passing on the torch of the Hawkeye mantle or even the next archery, archer, skill person to Kate Bishop, especially with her being a fan favorite. Chances are the Young Avengers will be established very soon. This might be one of those steps. So, there is that. I hope I was... <laughs> I hope I didn't spoil anything, like, major for anybody, you know. But, like I said, it's very hard for me to talk about something without going without going into spoiler territory. I will say, though, before I, before I move on to the main event, I will say... LARPing... I... Seeing it from another person's perspective... LARPing, like live action role playing, seeing it from another person, seeing it from another person's set of eyes. I get that some people do it. It's it's beyond ridiculous. It really is. But to each their own. It's what makes certain people happy. So it is what it is. But now that we just finished talking about that. Let's now go into the main event of the evening. The re-review 
of the amazing Spider-Man 1. Mark Webb's re-review. Oh my goodness, where do I start with this? It baffled me when I first watched the movie. Why, oh why, did Sony give a green light for a reboot for a movie 10 years after the first one? Because The Amazing Spider-Man didn't come out until 2012. 10 years after 2002 with the first Spider-Man. By the way, I did want to point out that the first Spider-Man is a Thanksgiving movie. Just want to point that out there. Even though it only had one Thanksgiving scene, it's a Thanksgiving movie. So, eat your heart out. So yeah, like it was very baffling to me in terms of why would they do that? And I don't remember if it was James Franco... Or Kirsten Dunn. Is it Kirsten or Kirsten? I'm 90% sure it's Kirsten. It was baffling to me. And how Kirsten Dunst or James Franco. And they came out and said. That it's basically all about the money. And that's what it's about. At the end of the day. Because Sony knows that Spider-Man. Is essentially their cash cow. When I first saw the movie. I was. Sort of intrigued. That was a lie. I wasn't intrigued until after seeing Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I think it was because I was still attached to watching Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Now you know me and a lot of you are like this as well. I'm very nostalgic. So I like looking back and remembering certain things. And I grew up with... Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I grew up with him. So seeing another actor being that character was new. And it didn't feel quite right at the time. So when I look at Andrew Garfield's portrayal. And a lot of people always make this comparison. Which one is better? Which one is worse? Who displays the best Spider-Man overall? I'll have to say this. And I think I'll go into more details about this when I go into The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But for right now, we're talking about the first one. With Mark Webb's first one. Andrew Garfield did not really portray a very well Peter Parker or a very well Spider-Man. And I know that's a little harsh for me to say. But let's look at the characteristics real quick. We've all known from the very beginning, Peter... Nerdy kid from Queens. Everything he says is like nerdy. He's basically a loser. So why would they have Andrew Garfield. Be portrayed that. When you look at him. And he's more of the cool kid. Or he's more of the. Like he he's. I wouldn't say edgy. But he's more of a. Like he keeps to himself. But. He's like a. Punk skater type of a type of a, a Peter Parker I don't know like he didn't really feel as Peter Parker to me and you know the Spider-Man with him being Spider-Man oh by the way before I continue I want to get this out of the way I fucking hate how this suit looks in this movie it looks like utter dog shit I don't know whose idea was it from Sony or the director, Mark Webb, or someone, the, the costume designers. I don't know whose idea was it for the colors to be muted. And for, for one thing, the only thing that I like about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is his physique. 
he's skinnier than Tobey Maguire. So he definitely has the physique of Spider-Man or at least a real-life Spider-Man a little bit more down pat than Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But in terms of the costume itself, utter dog shit. The tinted yellow eyes that came from sunglasses, the muted colors of her of his suit, the fact that the the whole movie looked dull as shit and it it was just bad. It, it oh my god, I I hate the suit. It is the worst suit in the entire Spider-Man franchise, including the new ones that we're getting from the recent films from the MCU. It looks like... I would take Tom Holland's uh, onesie, the red and blue onesie with the big fucking fuck-off glasses and shit over this suit any day. It is the worst-looking suit I have ever fucking seen. If you like it, to each their own, you do, you do what makes you happy. To me, it looks like dog shit. Gonna put it at that way. And yes, a lot of people defend the suit. Oh my god, he's poor. Don't be so hard on him. He's just a poor kid from Queens. He doesn't know how to make a suit very well. He doesn't know how to make this and that very well. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, I get it. But, come on. He is one of the most, I wouldn't say brilliant minds, like he's no Tony Stark, he's no Reed Richards, he's no Bruce Banner, he's he's not that type of a genius, but he does have an IQ level in terms of how to make a good suit. If he can make in, like strong webbing with tensile strength, if he can create that, he can make a better looking suit. Okay? Like... Oh my goodness. But anyway, back to Andrew Garfield's portrayers, Peter and Spider-Man. The suit looks like shit, by the way. If I haven't explained that enough. Um, the physique that I like, that he's closely resembled to Spider-Man a little bit. There were the quips where Tobey Maguire's quippiness was not there in terms of him telling jokes. And... It seems very likely that Sony was doing that just a little bit more in this movie as opposed to the others. Which I do kind of like, but it kind of seemed like in this movie they were forcing it a little bit. It was funny when he was playing around with the um with the uh with the with the burglar guy, the carjacker guy, and he was like he sneezed and shot a web in his nuts. So that was that was pretty funny. But other than that, like it it just stopped. And you know, the whole thing again with Uncle Ben's death that we've already seen before and this movie was supposed to give us the untold story of what happened to Peter Parker's parents. I thought I thought they were actually going to do a 180 because there was at one point in the comics, even even if it was an alternate universe where Peter Parker's parents were actually members of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point. I thought they were going to go that route. Like, they were secret agents. But they did nothing with that. You know, they had this uh, this montage where, you know, secrets and they had something with Peter Parker's DNA. And it, it was, like, it, it, mm. It's almost as if the creators of this movie, the creators, the writers, the director, they had ideas, but they didn't really go through with them as much as they wanted to. The execution was not there. 
It was poorly, poorly executed. You know? Um, Gwen Stacy. What do I know about Gwen Stacy? Nothing. <laughs> I don't... I don't really know anything with Gwen Stacy. At least with Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunn's character, they actually had great character development with her. You know, growing up from an abusive household and her wanting to go into the city, want her want her to make a name out of herself. And she wants to be on Broadway. She wants to act. And she wants to be Peter at Peter Parker's side. With Gwen Stacy, what are her traits? Nothing. Like she's the daughter of a police commissioner or a police officer. That's it. There was nothing really exciting about Gwen Stacy. You know, I did love the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I did like that chemistry. And it helped more of the scenes when they were together because these actors were dating at the time. So I did enjoy that. But what was Gwen Stacy's character? Like, what was interesting about her? Nothing. (laughs) Like, she was just a basic love interest. But I'm like, okay, why why do I care about you? Because Peter Parker likes you? Why does Peter Parker like you? You know, you're beautiful, okay. What is something interesting about you? Nothing. <laughs> um, What else? What else can I talk about? Uh, the villain, Dr. Connors as Lizard. You know, I get his motivation, sort of, when... I forgot the actor's name, but the Indian guy who recently passed away this past year. God rest his soul. Um, God damn, I completely forgot his name. I'm sorry. I'll look it up next time when I do my second my second movie. I, uh, yeah, so he's like the Tom Hanks or, or Tom Cruise of India. He's a really, really good actor. Um, you know, uh, he makes Dr. Connor supposed to come up with a cure for Norman Osborn's disease or something and saying that he has a very short time in order to make this cure but then he wants to make this cure in order to redevelop his arm and then he finally redevelops his arm he finally grows his arm and then at some point he he wants to turn New York City into lizard creatures? What? Where the hell did this come from? Like, what... Okay, so you regrow your arm. Your character motivations should be complete, right? No, he has this villainous, all of a sudden, this madman of him wanting to turn New York City into lizard creatures. Okay, like, uh, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm just... Like, the more that I think about it, I literally just finished seeing it. And the more and more that I think about it, the more it absolutely makes no sense to me. It really, really doesn't. Uh, you know, I talked about, I've been talking about a lot of things that I didn't like. I, I gotta go, I gotta do a blend in terms of what I did like and what I didn't like and so on and so forth. I also didn't like that they threw away with the whole you know, um, revenge, not the revenge thing, but the guy that took Uncle Ben's life and Peter was trying to search for this guy and all of a sudden it just stopped. It, it, like, they, that, that plot point just disappeared and we completely forget about it, you know? I did like the montage, even though a lot of people didn't like it. 
I like the montage where Peter is discovering his spider powers. So he's like swinging from chains and he's doing his... Again, this is the punk skater thing that he... The punk skater vibe and the music that's going on in the background. I honestly like that. You know, other people thought it was cringy. Other people thought it was stupid. I liked it. You know, it, it was something... At least it was something unique about that character about that version of of Peter Parker. Um what else did I like? Uh you know here's the thing about this movie. It's kind of forgetful and it's kind of interesting in its own way. But if I would have to describe excuse me, if I would have to describe a little bit on how this movie is comparing to the first three movies that appeared before it. It's very dull with some life in it. Very dull with some life. Just some. Overall, the movie could have been way better than what it was. I know I just spent a while probably shitting on a lot of things that I hated about it. But did I find enjoyment in it? Kind of. There were little moments. Especially since Andrew Garfield really was. I, I honestly do believe. And hearing him in interviews. And hearing him behind the scenes. I truly do believe. That he was much more of a bigger fan. Of Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire was. So that's something that I have to respect and appreciate. Because he gave it his all with this character. Even though a lot of the direction was from Sony and the directors and the writers, he truly made this role unique to himself. And that's something that can never be taken away from him. So, it will be fun. God damn those things outside of the roads. It will be fun if he does come back in the third MCU movie. If he does come back, I would, I would like to see him again. I really would. Especially since there's still the Amazing Spider-Man 2 to talk about. And we're going to get into that after I come back. So overall, the movie was dull with some life in it. There would have been a lot of things I would have changed. But I don't want to go into that territory because we can come up with millions of what-ifs with this one. I feel like... Making a reboot 10 years after the first movie happens is not really the best way to go. Because you're just proving that all you want is just to make a profit rather than developing and creating a good story. The untold story, quote unquote, of Peter Parker's parents is pretty much non-existent. And if you were using that just, just to try to market the film... Shame on you, because that was just basically either a slap in the face or a middle finger. I enjoyed Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Peter Parker and Spider-Man to an extent, to an extent, but that's all we can really go from here. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Guys, once again, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, I've entertained you in some way, shape, or form today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. You can hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to keep in, if you want to keep in touch, 
while I'm away. I'm still going to be on Twitter. There's no way in hell I'm going to get rid of that. There's no way. There's no way. I'm probably going to bring my recording uh, equipment or at least if I'm going to leave my equipment here to basically stay in touch with you guys. And like I said, if you want to hit me up for whatever reason, let me know and I will try to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. I feel like a voiceover recording. I swear to God. As any case, please take care of yourselves. Please stay safe. You know, you do what you do. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have an awesome holiday. Please be careful with the Black Friday shopping thing. Especially with the amount of stuff that is still not into shelves right now. Because I understand there are a lot of people that can go very overboard. So try, try, try your best to be civilized and not be destructive. Now we have reached our ending point. Let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Hawkeye himself. As much as I hate to admit it, if we're going to win this one, some of us might have to lose it. And the best reaction that I can have from that is, sometimes you have to win battles. I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Sometimes you have to lose battles to win wars. Sometimes you have to lose now to win later. Sometimes it pays to see the bigger picture. And that's with anything in life. So how you perceive it is completely up to you. Be safe, guys. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss doing this for a while. I will be back December. The podcast will be back December 7th. So about a good two weeks away. And we're going to continue. We're going to continue with our road to Spider-Man No Way Home. Maybe I can sneak a podcast in between. Or maybe I can do like a two-parter. Because I know there's going to be a lot of content that goes between now and then. So we'll see what happens. But for now, when it comes to the world of comic book movies, games, shows, news, or whatever the case may be, always remember... If you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. See you next time. Be safe. Love you guys. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.